this is Sherry. I'm calling on my 22-year-old son. He's in his fourth year of college, applying for grad school as a musician major. He does carry a job, does watch his finances, but I do pay for his health insurance, car insurance, phone bill, and his charge card. How much longer is it, do you think I should keep doing this and if I should? <laughs> I'm sorry about chuckling, but you were mentioning he's a music major, and uh, Stephen Davis is our resident uh, musician, and I don't know uh, how, what, where the job opportunities are out there, but uh, we'll see. But seriously, uh, thank you for sharing that question with us, and, and I think many parents, listen, now more than ever with this inflation thing going on, and credit card debt through the ceiling, and uh, college loan payments are coming back on, and and I know many young people, in fact, the stats are such that the, there's a great increase of young people moving back in with mom and dad. And in your case, uh, writing the check, how long do you go? Well, that's an interesting question. And I think it's something we want to talk about today about the adult children challenges and how to be intentional. Dr. Randy here from the Intentional Living Center, along with Stephen and, and uh, Jennifer and the rest of our team. And I'm going to give you a couple of principles as we get into the show today. I'm an advocate that we have an opportunity as parents and grandparents to help our young people get started in this difficult life and world in which we live. And if we can do that in a way that helps them sort of building inertia to move forward, a little bit of momentum in their life in a positive direction, I think that's a huge help. And I think we have an opportunity, in many cases, a responsibility to do that. On the other hand, if we're paying the bills and making it easy, so they're not facing reality and not taking responsibility for themselves, which frankly a lot of young people are facing today, then I don't think it's in their best interest. And I think that'll be sort of the theme that we hear throughout uh, the show today. Welcome to Intentional Living. If you would like to know more about the ministry, go to theintentionallife.com. And thanks to those of you who've been joining us during this month of Intentional Living on this journey. We appreciate it. All right, let's get right into the topic today. I think we're going to start with Tandra, who has a question for me. Go right ahead. Hi, my husband and I, we have four children, two boys, ages 25 and 22. Our girls are 18 and soon to be 16. My husband's a stepfather to my older two boys, and we often have a conflict when it comes to the oldest son. He's a, a new dad. He's always asking for help, and he's not really following God. He's having a hard time with work, finding and keeping a job, constantly asking for help, and I tend to want to give him that help, and my husband doesn't. He wants him to kind of do that on his own, which I believe he does need to do that on his own, but as a mom, I want to give him that help. So my husband and I do have quite a bit of conflict over that. So if you have any suggestions on a way my husband and I can kind of deal with that together, that would be wonderful. Wait, listen, Todd, I heard you say, um, yeah, I agree with my husband. He needs to become more responsible, but I always listen when I hear someone say, but, but I'm a mom. Okay. And what you're saying is, he's the meanie, he's the dad, and he's right, but I can't get on the page with him that we have to hold our son accountable because I'm a mom and I'm going to feel guilty if we don't step in and help him. And you just said, Tondra, that he's not really very responsible, he's not following through, he's not following the Lord, he's not following 
the values that are important to you. And, and I think your call really raises that, that big issue. Where is the line between being hard and soft? Let me give you a couple things, Tondra, for you and for others who are calling in and joining us today. Uh, I think on the soft side, you know, the embracing side, when you have a son or daughter that's hurting, maybe they've made some decisions that were dumb, frankly, they're hurting, but they're in the process of working to get better. In other words, they are intentionally saying, I've blown it. I know this is not good for me, and I'm taking some steps to try to dig out of this hole that I've dug for myself. I think that's a time when a parent was wise to come along and, and help. You know, that's when we reach down our hand and say, hey, can I help you in the process? I think sometimes uh, you have a son or daughter that has an unexpected problem that's really no fault of their own. They're working, they're doing life, they're trying to take care of things. Maybe they've been living right on the edge financially or relationally and, and have no fault of their own. All of a sudden, boom, they're flat on their face. Uh, that's a time for parents, in my view, that we need to be a little softer. We need to embrace. We need to help people get back on their feet. And our children certainly should be on that list. I think, uh, I think another time to be soft and when it's, when it's not a pattern of your responsibility. In other words, it's not what, what your children typically do day in and day out. This is not a pattern where you see this irresponsibility building. And you know what? My guess is if it is an irresponsible pattern, you can see it back when they were a teenager. I mean, they were doing irresponsible types of things even back then. And so those are some times I think you need to be soft. We'll talk about the hard side in a moment. Let me get uh, Ollie on the line in New Mexico. Hi, Ollie. Welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. How are you? Good. Good. Appreciate your call. What's your question? Uh, I've got a son that's just turned 21, uh, 22. I'm sorry. But um, we've sent him to a uh, rehab in the past. He's, he's addicted and did he want to go or did you just force him to go i it was more of me forcing him to go yeah as you know and and you've learned people don't change unless they want to change i i have worked in the court system for 25 years yeah and you've seen that then i i can see them being ordered and it not working but unfortunately i didn't know what to do and that's what i did you're a dad that's what parents do Um, you try right I finally sent him to a a uh, type of military school, and he did get through that and graduated, thank goodness. And then uh, after he got out, he just went back to using drugs. Yeah. I'm and sorry. at 21, I just finally just shut him off, and I give him didn't give him any more money or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like I say, just turned 22. But I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. Well, you're. How are you? How are you doing, Ollie? Um, I, I'm doing all right. It's just, it's a bad situation because it's my son, and we don't have any type of relationship whatsoever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but he, are you really doing all right? I, I understand the son, but I'm thinking about you. Are, this must be I, very difficult for you. You must be hurting. Yeah, it 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 is. It, it hurts me very deeply. Yeah. But um, I don't know what to do. Yeah. 
because you're a dad, and I think many of us as men, Ali, I mean, most of us as men, we, we're fixers by nature. That's the way God's wired us. We, we see our kids, you know, the people we love and we've raised and we care for, and and um, you, you know where this ends if he doesn't get help, and and um, and so you hurt. And as a dad, that's just a very natural thing. And so what do we do? We try to fix it. I mean, we step in, and maybe maybe next time if I do this or next time if I do this, uh, and as you know, there's a point where until a person's willing to make a change, uh, they're not going to change. I yeah. guess the question I'd ask, Ollie, does your son know, does he know that you really love him? Do you think he feels I would, that? I, I hope so. I, I hope so. I have tried to show him love. And when he was, he was the best child in the world in we went and did everything in the world, and, and we went to church. We did everything until he turned about 12, 13 years old. Mm. And then that's when the problems really started. Yeah, so he's on the streets now? Yes, sir. Yeah. Do you have contact with him? Um, yes, sir. I, I, I say I have contact with him. I see him, but he doesn't talk to me. Yeah. Um, well, he's probably upset because he thinks you should be helping him, you know, yes, supplying sir. what he thinks he needs that's going to make his life better, which you know it's not. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, I, the, Ollie, the, the help I can give is a biblical help. And I think of the prodigal, you know, the son that said, I'm packing up, I'm getting out of here, I'm going to do what I want to do. And the dad in that story knew where that was leading. And I think that's why he probably looked out the window every day. He's looking out the window, hoping, just praying that his son was still alive and praying that maybe he would come home. But that story, as we know, the ending of that was it wasn't until the son woke up in the pig pen of life and thought to himself, because he's a smart kid, just like you, Ali, you probably raised a smart son, He's not stupid. I mean, he in his quiet moments, he's thinking, this ain't no way to live. But I think in all of our lives, there's, there has to come a point where we wake up and we say, you know, I had it better ho- at home than I do here. And at that moment, here's what's critical. At that moment, for every, not only you, Ali, but for every parent, your, your kids need to know, your young adults need to know that you love them. That, that prodigal son must have known my dad loved me enough that I can go back up that path, embarrassed, humiliated, and a, and a quote, failure, but I know that he's going to open the door and embrace me. And I think the greatest gift we can give to our children, when, when they're successful and when they're failing, when they're happy and when they're hurting, when you're being tough and when you're being soft, is that it's because of God's intentional love in my life that I love you so much, son. I love you so much, daughter, that frankly, we're going to have to let God do his work in your life. And I can't bail you out. Knowing where that line is is tough, Ali. That's tough. You know what? It sounds like you've done what you, you've, you've done what you can. I got him into treatment. You're praying for him. You're trying to reach him. I think the message for your son is, I love you, and I care for you, and I'm here, but I just can't, and I won't contribute to this kind of path in your life. Yes, sir. Can I pray well, with you? I, 
I, I would appreciate it. I feel your pain, and I know there's a lot of parents listening who can identify. Father, I do pray for Ollie, and he's a man like many of us as men. We just suck it up, and we do what we need to do, and sometimes deny our own pain and hurt when we see kids and grandkids living in ways that we know where it's going to lead. And I think you must feel the same as you see your children as we make decisions that you know ultimately where that will lead. So I pray for Ollie. I pray for his son. I pray you'll intervene. I pray that he'll be a prodigal son story where he comes back and makes a decision that it's time to get his life clean until he gets those drugs out of his system. I pray that there'll be a moment of that awakening, an aha moment in his life. And uh, be with Ali and give him strength in the process. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate you taking my call, sir. Thank you, Ali. I wish we could. I really do. I wish we had this magic wand. We could just solve problems. But you know what? We do when God intervenes, but we all have to decide to let him intervene because God is not. Kevin Lehman was saying that, in fact, God isn't, you know, the kind of an authoritarian just going to grab you and say, well, I'm going to clean you up. We have to repent, come to a point of decision to say, I can't do this any longer on my own, and I choose to delight myself in the Lord, as it says, dependent upon Him completely. Thank you, Ollie. Others calling, we'll get to you in a moment. More on the hard and soft side of this thing of bailing our adult children out. What do you think? What are you learning? What's your question? 888-888-1717. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. So how do we live in this dying culture around us? I think there are three things that are important. First of all, know the why, the reason, the purpose for our life. Why are we here? Understand that God has a, a perfect design for each of us. And as a follower of Christ, he has a purpose for us being here today. That's a big why to get that answer. And then secondly, to know what we're to do. What is it that we do from day to day to set those godly goals that we can pursue every day? We need goals in our life, goals for our family, goals for reaching people for Christ, goals for our health and our finances and our work and relationships. And then third, to know how to do that. That's where we focus a lot in intentional living, putting together that next right one thing. What is it we can do today, one thing by tonight, to look back and say that I move closer and closer to accomplishing the why in my life? Living intentionally in this dying culture, as I was hearing that uh, clip from the teaching this month, I was thinking about uh, th this radio ministry that you're listening to. The men and women here at this uh, station, what they do with their programs and their music and their sharing and podcasts and other things are really designed to help us live in this dying culture. You don't have to go very far up or down the dial from where you're listening right now and you're going to be, let's face it, the message is going to be dragging you down. It's not going to be bringing much encouragement to your heart, not going to be lifting you up. It's either going to be political disputes or it's going to be messages not of hope or confusion about culture and life and what God's intention is for relationships. 
And uh, I don't think that's far-fetched. In fact, when you do it, I think you'd come back and realize that what you hear on the station is making a difference in your life. That's why when we have an opportunity to partner with the station through Intentional Living to be here beyond the air and uh, to share this powerful message, we appreciate it to get this message to you. And as you heard that excerpt from the teaching this month, it's really the beginning of a three-part series. This month, it's going to be Intentional Living in this dying culture in which we live. In November, living intentionally in a struggling family, maybe where there's problems in the marriage or with the kids or with in-laws, how are we to be intentional? And then December, intentional living in your own private life. How are you establishing guardrails and developing confidence in Christ and knowing who you are and developing your strengths? So the next three months are laid out for intentional living and for our members. And if you're not a part of the team, can I invite you to join us today? Be a part of the journey. You help us make sure we can continue to do this. Your monthly support makes a difference. Uh, Whatever it is that God lays on your heart, people always want to know. Is there a number? Well, we don't have any number. We just want you to be a part. But generally, people support with about a dollar a day or about $30 a month. Some more, some less. And we thank you when you do. And when you do, we'll make sure that you receive our masterclass teachings every month from Intentional Living. Plus this month, for those who do at that level, we're going to send that chronological Bible. Very powerful opportunity to grow in God's Word, reading it chronologically over the next year, plus our personal growth videos. Again, just go to theintentionallife.com and click on that donate icon. Thank you for your support. Hi, my name is Jean. When one of my sons, and they're in their early 40s right now, called from jail. He had been driving a car without insurance and he was drinking. And I said, I'm not going to rescue you. That's what I told him over the phone. It might have sounded harsh, but I think that was a step in growing up for him. This was before he was married. I think that sometimes we become too codependent to our children, but it helped him grow up, you know? Thank you very much and so thankful to have your program. You know, there's a time and a season for everything in life, and there's a time when you need to be tough, hard, with adult sons and daughters that maybe are, not maybe, they are. They're they're coming back, and they're asking to be bailed out again and again and again, and there's a time to be soft, and we're making a distinction there of what uh, works and doesn't work, and we're taking your calls because you're learning in the process. Uh, let me go to, let me see here. Diane is in Kansas. Diane, welcome to Intentional Living. Hello. Hi can there. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hi. Thank you. I, I appreciate you taking my call. Um, my biggest hope is that somebody else will benefit from what we've been through. I can relate so much to the previous caller, but um, our dear son, um, from, from the time he was young, he was the most obedient child, and then in high school, mm. it started up with pot and drinking, and it was hard. My husband's job, he was going quite a bit, and sometimes I felt like the single parent, but uh, our son really learned to divide us, you know, as far as rules, and uh, then we realized in college, they told him that he had ADD and put him on Adderall, and that just had other things spiraling out of control, and... Um, Right now, he's, long story short, he's been in rehab off and on for the last year and a half, and um, he's now four months clean, and he, he just turned 28. Mm. 
and um, I just there are people when he was young that thought he would be a pastor someday, and I I do feel sometimes like those who have the tenderest hearts, and um, you know God has a calling on their life. There really is a spiritual battle for, but I just want to tell parents to, you know, not not to give up to right. they could. Stand together and let that child know they're standing together, not let the child divide them. And I, this has brought my husband and I together probably more than ever as we've been on our knees and, and reading, you know, prayers for prodigals. And um, it's really taken us to our knees to pray for him mm-hmm. daily and um, to give him to the Lord. It's so easy to want to take it back and to, yeah. you know, try to fix it ourselves. <laughs> I drove me many times to rehab sure. thinking I was fixing everything. And um, I just, I know God has to do it. And so I just want to encourage parents out there that if our son could turn around, and I, I truly believe he has, he's, he's in Arizona now, and I got to go see him about six weeks ago. And to hear him say that he's on his knees um, praying morning and night, That's he good. had been... He went to Las Vegas at one point, and there I think he truly hit rock bottom, and he lived as a homeless person, and um, he said one time he finally crawled into this vacant building, and he didn't have the strength to leave, and somehow he got out, and a Christian we knew out there got help for him, and that was the beginning of this. Well, you know, Diane, a couple of things. God must have something still in store for him, and uh, God, God doesn't write people off. I mean, he's 28 years old. He's clean for four months. You don't know. If God's gotten a hold of his life, he could become a pastor someday, a pastor to people he can really connect with that some of the rest of us can't. I, God uses. I, I believe this, and I tell people, when we go through the, the junk of life, and some of you really have been through it. It could be health. It could be addiction, marriage, whatever it is. D- don't, don't ever lose the opportunity to learn something. I think every hurt, every piece of suffering that we face in life allows us to grow closer to him if we choose to instead of being bitter and allows us to have a new level of tenderness for the people that we interact with every day. And um, God's not done with your son yet, and it's, it's a good story. And that's the message. You hear Diane, here's the message. She's saying, listen, get on the same page and stay on the same page. And, and I would say to Diane and others, some of you who've overdone it, you now know you have overdone it with my kids. I think I would rather look back later in life and say I tried everything than to look back and say I bailed out too soon. You know what I'm saying? There's no perfect balance in this process. But God bless those of you that have been working hard on the soft side, doing what you can to, to help your adult son and daughter, and now realizing perhaps you're waking up to the fact, hey, time to draw the line and, and be a little hard. Standing strong in a world that's so far from God is difficult, especially when we're called to love people who don't love us back. During our fall fundraiser, when you support the Ministry of Intentional Living, you'll receive part one of Dr. Randy's three-part series on intentional living titled Intentional Living in a Dying Culture, where you'll learn how to stand strong during chaotic cultural times. 
When you give $30 a month or more or a special gift of $360, you'll get the teaching and other intentional living tools sent directly to your inbox each month, along with this month's exclusive offer of the Intentional Word Chronological Bible. You'll also get Dr. Randy's top 10 personal growth videos. Your support of this ministry helps people live intentional lives for Christ. Give right now by calling 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. Thank you, Kurt, for that reminder. And as, as you were sharing that, I was thinking, for those of us who've been around for a while, I mean, maybe you're a parent or a grandparent and you've been on this planet quite a while and you've learned some lessons and maybe you understand intuitively when we talk about living intentionally that, wow, it kind of resonates when we live intentionally, the difference it makes. But you know what? We have a whole crop of young people coming up, people in school age and college age and young married who haven't quite experienced that. They've been raised in a different world, a different culture with different priorities. And as believers in Christ, trying to settle in, what does it mean to be a follower of Christ? Now more than ever, reaching this next generation with this message that when we live intentionally in our faith, intentionally in Jesus Christ, the difference it can make in our lives. And so as you receive these resources, I hope you won't put them under a basket, but you'll share them. You'll get them out and share them with young people, share them with maybe your own children or grandchildren or neighbor kids or people that you know. The Chronological Bible, these lessons, you're welcome to share them with others. Ten vital lessons on personal growth for intentional living. Plus this uh, lesson this month, number one in a three-part series on how to be intentional in a dying culture. And as Kurt mentioned, just go to theintentionallife.com to get more information. He got into selling the drugs, OD'd in July, called home, wanted to come home, and he agreed to go into a teen challenge, a Christian-based um, rehab program. And now we're at the point where he's angry because he feels like we're pushing God down his throat, and he has no other choice because we won't let him come home. And, and we keep telling him, yeah, you do have a choice. You can do whatever you want. My son is 21 now. We had to ask him to leave when he was 18, and he had a pretty rough road the last three years. We absolutely, you know, just had a hands-off policy. Now he's at the he's at the point where he's got both feet planted on the ground and he's looking life square in the face now. Oh yeah, well, you know, obviously at that time I was looking at it as like, really, you're going to do this to me? You're just going to cast me out into the cold? But you know, if they hadn't have done that, I would definitely not be the person I am today. I would not know all the life lessons I know that they tried to teach me and I just wasn't listening. I had to learn all these things the hard way. Wow, being a parent with an adult son or daughter can be um, a challenge or it can be just as easy as pie. You know, maybe your kids have grown up and stepped out and made good decisions in their life and uh, very few challenges and you just stand back and enjoy every bit and shake your head with other families thinking, must have been they did something wrong. I've been around long enough and counseled with enough families to know that the very best of families, no matter uh, how much care you put into parenting the world, Satan, and, and our own desires are there. And uh, kids can make decisions that we shake our heads and say, we love you, son or daughter, and we don't know how you made that decision, like the prodigal in the, in the scripture. But we also know that when we choose to be intentional in our relationship with our kids, to love them, not enable them, that's really the message I think that's come through today. And hopefully it'll be an encouragement to you. My heart goes out and my prayers to every parent and grandparent. If you're challenged with an adult son or daughter today to be strong, 
know who you are, kind of that velvet hammer we've talked about. Know who you are, be strong on the inside, but gentle and caring on the outside. Know why you believe what you believe and share it intentionally. Love you being a part of the show today. And thanks again for your prayers and your support. I'm Dr. Randy on behalf of the entire team here at the Intentional Living Center. Have a great day and we'll look forward to seeing you again when we get together tomorrow with more Intentional Living.